there, and welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm Jan M. Flynn, and this is the podcast for you if you're too busy at the moment to meditate or think about your breathing or any of that stuff, but you could use some relief from your way too busy, habitually overthinking brain. When that happens, I invite you to take a quick break from the voices in your head by listening to the ones in mine. This episode marks the first one of Season 2 for Here's a Thought, and I'm delighted to be back. As I announced at the end of Season 1, which lasted like 38 episodes because, as I explained at the time, I'm building this airplane while I'm flying it, and it took me that long to figure out that maybe I should do what other podcasters do and make seasons a thing. I've been asking for input from you, dear listener, as to what you'd like to hear this show overthink in upcoming episodes. And I've gotten some interesting responses. Fascinatingly enough, they're all from women, which is maybe not such a big surprise, but they all revolve around a common topic, change. Specifically, life changes. More specifically, aging and Dialing down further, all the bewildering changes that come with one big life change, menopause. That's a huge theme, and that's got enough to overthink for possibly an entire season, it hears a thought. Still, the more input from listeners, the better. So if you've got an idea for an overthinking topic, or something you hear on this show, or really anywhere, causes you to noodle on menopause or andropause or other changes, you know, the kind of changes that life brings us whether we want them or not, by all means, please chip in. You can email me directly at heresathought8 at gmail.com or contact me on my website at janmflynn.net or send me a DM on Twitter at at author, and you'll find those links in the show notes. For right now, though, we're going to ease into the holiday season with a shorter-than-usual episode, because at this time of year, the thing we all have to contend with is time itself. December is the month in which time can become a big, even painful issue. For some of us, and I'm looking especially at you, moms, there just isn't enough time no matter how fast we dance. And for other people, this is the time of year when time feels way too empty. For me, no longer a spring chicken by any stretch of the imagination, time is something I overthink about a lot, especially here, at the wintry close of another year. And in the course of my overthinking, I've landed on the one thing I'd really love to find in my holiday stocking this year. The only hitch is, I don't think it's been invented yet. I want, make that need, an elastic clock. Not a watch with a stretchy wristband. Not even a smartwatch, because I've already got one that tells me the time, the objective time, that is, anywhere in the world. It also tells me what the weather will be 10 days from now in Pocatello or Paris or Poughkeepsie, how many steps I've taken today compared to a year ago on this date, how much I've lost in the stock market this month, and when it's time to get off my, um, chair and stand up for 60 seconds. Now, I don't need any of that. What I need is a clock that tracks elastic time one that stretches and contracts the way time really does. You know what I'm talking about, right? No matter how much we insist on imposing on it objective measures like minutes and hours, time is not bound by our human illusions. I can imagine time laughing at our attempts to manage it, if it even bothers to notice. And after all, we're only one species. We can make some guesses as to how our dogs register the passage of time, 
as in human walks out the door, a trackless abyss. Human comes home, glorious exaltation, matched only by every other time they've returned. But what about goldfish or ferrets or wombats? According to human measures, an octopus lives for only about two years. But for all we know, to an octopus, those two years seem like, well, a lifetime. And that's just on Earth. What is time like on an asteroid or a comet or to a sentient being whom we couldn't even recognize as a life form going about its day or nanosecond or epoch somewhere out there among all those galaxies? I return to my point because time. The whole point of a watch or a clock is to help us contend with the most uncontrollable and unforgiving aspect of our existence. But the older I get, the more I register how unsatisfactory the standard methods of measuring time really are. If I've been staring at a PowerPoint during a webinar that I am sure has taken a couple of centuries to get to the second slide, it's no help when the clock tries to tell me only 10 minutes have elapsed. Or when I get absorbed for a little while in something deeply meaningful like writing a novel or online shoe shopping, I don't really appreciate finding out that four of my precious hours have somehow evaporated. That does nothing to shore up my happy illusion of control, which is, really, all I want from a timepiece. An elastic clock would employ measures far more nuanced than seconds and minutes and hours. It would mark time the way I perceive it. For instance, a surprisingly short interval might be expressed as from here to the closest bathroom, or just one bite. A more leisurely interlude could be labeled just running a few errands, while an excruciatingly long stretch, such as that endless webinar, could be measured as seventh grade. Such a system would do much more than our current one to reflect the reality of perceived time, which is what most of us care about. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous to assert that 15 minutes spent playing with your grandchildren takes as long as 15 minutes stuck in traffic. And the elastic clock should come with a built-in timer. It would be best if this feature was predictive, which shouldn't be too tall in order for some of our tech wizards, should it? Imagine the reduction in stress if you could set your time for childhood summer afternoon. Or the reverse. Maybe you require a sense of urgency, so the final boarding call setting would be sure to ramp up your pulse. Better yet, the timer should allow for personalization. In my case, it would be really useful to have a not-until-you've-gotten-to-the-end-of-the-first-draft setting, along with one marked, that deadline is sooner than you think. Don't ask me how all these terms could be practically arranged and organized in a clock face, whether digital or analog. That's a problem for the designers. I'm just defining the need for the product. And as I write this, we are swiftly approaching the holidays, which clearly calls for an oh-crap-it's-December-already measurement. But to keep me in balance, my personalized elastic clock will include a daily setting marked, that can wait, it's cocktail hour, which, with luck, will last a good seventh grade. Thanks for listening to this episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and help us build our audience by leaving a star rating or review. And if you've got an idea or a suggestion for something you'd like to have overthought on an upcoming episode, I would love to hear from you. Email here's a thought at here's a thought eight at gmail.com. Contact me on my website at janmflynn.net or 
Shoot me a DM on Twitter, at Jan M. Flynn Author, and you'll find those links in the show notes. Until next time, may you have enough time for all the things that make your life worth living. And may all your thoughts be good ones.